This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 2081. Scott Miller on why vulnerability works in American business culture. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. What does it really mean to be vulnerable as a leader in the corporate world? This is a hot topic in American business these days. Today, I interview global executive Scott Miller on three things that you can do as a leader at work to set your company up for success and find out how you might do this in English. All Ears English is sponsored by Indeed. When I think about hiring for our business, it feels overwhelming. Where do you even start to look for quality candidates? That's the great thing about Indeed, is that it makes hiring all in one place easy. So if you're in charge of hiring at your company, consider this. Indeed is a matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Just in the minute since I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, Scott, to All Ears English. How are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, me too. I'm glad to have you here. I love getting insight from the corporate world and the leadership world. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you now to our audience. So for our listeners, guys, today we have Scott Miller on the show. Scott Miller has been a CEO and executive leader of several global beverage companies. He began his career on the warehouse floor at Pepsi and learned the industry from the front line to the boardroom. His most recent accomplishment was leading the growth and acquisition of Essentia, a national bottled water brand to global food and beverage leader, Nestle. All right, this is great to have you on. Welcome again, Scott. Yeah, it's an honor to be here with you, Lindsay. I'm looking forward to talking about business and life. Yeah, this is going to be great. And I know that you have a new book coming out called The Summit Mindset. And so I would like to circle back to that at the end of the episode. But I want to dive right into our topic today, Scott, which is vulnerability in leadership. So what does this mean when we throw it out there, this concept of being vulnerable as a leader? What does it actually mean? It looks like you've been a leader in many different companies. Tell us what it's all about. Yeah, I think vulnerability in leadership is actually a strength. And, you know, we're no longer in this state of a 1950 management where we bang on the table and get things done. Leadership is about really looking inward, understanding leadership's an inside out job, right? Talking about what you stink at, both organizationally and individually. And I think when a leader 
can talk about the organization, their vulnerability, the organization feels that bold enough that they can step forward and they won't be penalized for talking about different topics and issues in the business. When you can share that way, you galvanize as one team, you get better together with vulnerability. It means we're all human beings and we're all trying to do the same thing to close the gaps and areas where we stink and continue to have progress and improvement. Yes, I love that. But how far is too far? I mean, what do you what do we mean exactly? And I'm going to ask you for three tips in a minute, but maybe you can just give us a broad glimpse into what kind of things would we be sharing when we're actually being vulnerable as a leader? What does this mean? And how much vulnerability is too much? What are, what are areas that we're staying away from because our employees may not feel safe in the company in terms of the success of the company? Is there a fine line there, Scott, where we want to go? Lindsay, that's a great question. Let's talk about three things. Let's talk about sustainable top line profit. Let's talk about culture and let's talk about community. If you finish the week and ask yourself those three questions, how are you doing on profitability? And is it sustainable? What is your culture? Is it a plaque on the wall or are you living, breathing your culture? Mm. And what are you doing for your community? Let's start right there and talk about what we stink at. If we can say, how are we doing as a culture? Do we know our culture? Do we believe in our culture? Is it real? Is it evolving? Is it growing? Or do we need to work on that? Culture is an inside out job, right? We have to be able right. to talk about what's working and what's not working. And when you give the organization the choice to talk about what's not working in the culture and you become a listener as a leader and share vulnerability, that's how you get better together. I call that smart action. Mm. The ability to talk about things with vulnerability and then to have smart action to make progress. What are you doing with your community? Are you really charitable in your community? Are you giving back to your community? Are you just speaking about it? Are you pausing in your organization to say, what are we doing within our community? And I think these three topics are really, really important. And if you can end the week and say, hey, how are we doing in our top line sustainable profit, in our culture, in our community? That's the essence of almost any business that drives any business. And look, some weeks we're going to be really great at some things and other weeks we're going to stink at some things. That's just business and life. And if we toggle there, that's mm-hmm. the essence of vulnerability. And yes. if we talk about making adjustments, we actually become better competitors. Mm, I love that idea. So it sounds like a lot of being vulnerable means asking questions to your employees, to your the people below you in a company, and then taking the time and space to listen and maybe actually making changes based on what you hear, taking action. Is that right? For sure. I think, look, you know, humans don't like to talk about what we stink at. We talk like to talk about what we're great at. Organizations like to talk about the same thing. But if we look inward and we talk about where we're, have a little room to create better vulnerability and say, how are we doing on supply chain? How are we doing in marketing? How is our back office and financing? And how are we engaging each other in our culture? We can actually get better. And that can become a real magic bullet for us in the organization. Mm. At what point did this kind of style become, at what point did we see the light in the corporate world, at least in the U.S., where we realized we have to start kind of opening up to our employees, to our teams? Where did you see a flip? Because, I, yeah, as you said, the old days are over. I imagine a more static and stiff way of leadership you know, in the 80s, in the 90s, when did it change? Well, I think, look, I think it's still evolving, right? I don't think in the US it's already pivoted totally. I think it's yeah. evolving. I believe that it all starts with leadership, being a listener. I think all leaders should be learners. In order to do that, we have to listen to the organization. 
I always say this, your neighbor knows something you don't know. Your friend knows something you don't know. Every leader, your organization knows things you don't know. If you listen and you're grabbing a nugget, we can get better together. And if we can focus the organization to your point on what are those three things in your organization that make a difference and we can talk about them, we'll improve. As you know, Lindsay, communication is the easiest thing, yeah. but often the hardest thing, right? So it's yes. kind of like, why is common sense not that common, right? <laughs> Good question. If we just communicate about looking inward, making adjustments and being a little vulnerable, we actually become better competitors. Mm. Have you seen that certain industries broadly tend to do this better? You were in the beverage industry, right? Throughout most of your career, is that correct, Scott? So a large corporate, large multinational industries, have you seen that tech, for example, or consulting tend to, these industries tend to do this better or worse? Are there standouts and lag behind companies or uh, industries that you've seen? Yeah, I think, look, I think every industry probably has good and bad in it where leaders are leading from the front and being higher in communication. Nestle is a wonderful company, the largest food and beverage company in the world. I think they were great communicators. I think at Ascension, we learned a lot from them integrating into their system, but they also learned a lot from us, this tiny but mighty company that was smart action, that talked about they were doing, that had a, a really robust discussion in a town hall about how we can get better together. So I think it really starts and ends with leadership when we invite everyone to have a valuable voice. When people that. believe they can have a valuable voice and not be penalized for it, you become so much more enriched as a business because everyone's contributing. And is it really that what we want from our people that they're contributing and feeling that their voice is valuable? A hundred percent. I love it. So let's get into some specifics here. Let's get into what exactly, however you want to break this down for our listeners here, Scott, into three core tips. We've talked about the, the profit topic, the culture and the community as the buckets in which you may want to show more vulnerability and open it up. But what does that mean? Let's start with the profit piece. If you want to break it down that way, how would we open it up and be vulnerable as a leader and elicit kind of feedback from our staff, from our team? I love that. I think the first thing is to show the organization where you're going. What is your North Star on profit? What does it look like? What kind of margin structure should your gold standard look like within your business? And then break down to the organization where you are currently. And what we need to do to get to that gold standard profit. When the organization understands openly where you're going together and what you're in pursuit of, mm -hmm. everybody understands that they're aligned with that. Organizations break down when they silo themselves and they don't talk about these things. I think great leadership is about shared learning. It's out the ability for all of us to learn together and shared learnings. When we all know where we're going, we understand what we're in pursuit of, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. practice like you play, practice like you play. Ultimately, we're chasing greatness. In order to do that, I want everyone to understand that because I want everyone to contribute to that journey. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so the idea here is opening up the books completely, entirely, including bottom line and top line in a company? Or what are the benchmarks? What do you share and what do you not share? 
Yeah, for our listeners, global listeners here as well, I, I think you open up the books as far as you can on things. There's important points for people to understand what sustainable top-line profit looks like, how we get there, where we are currently on that journey as an organization, and how we're going to evolve to a gold standard organization. I think an organization needs to know that. In any organization, you want to share as much learning as you can so we all grow together and we all know what we're in pursuit of. Mm. You know, an organization is fragmented mm-hmm. when there's no North Star. Yes. But the more you can share learnings, the better off the organization is, the better competitor you are. And ultimately in business, you want to be a great competitor. Yeah, I love that. So I love the concept of the North Star. I think our listeners will really be able to identify with that. Do you put the North Star as a top line revenue number or is it more like an impact? How do you frame that as a CEO, as a leader? What is that big in one sentence? What would that look like yeah, in, in language? It. Yeah, yeah. I love the question, Lindsay. The first question is, what is your North Star? What is your organization looking for? Are they looking to be the most sustainable, profitable business within their sector? Are they looking to be number one in their sector? Are they looking to give back to their community and make a difference? It's identifying, do you have a North Star as an organization, right? I think any organization, whether you're Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, a little startup of five people or an organization of 300,000 people, any organization can only do a few things really, really well. Right. When you simplify execution and there's a simplicity in execution, the organization moves swifter, quicker in that smart action mode. So I've been in organizations of five people today. I'm with Yesley Water, which I'm a co-founder on. We have 20 people. I've run businesses with 50,000 people, been part of those large organizations, right? But it's still about simplicity and execution. When we do that really well, we execute better. When we get really lost in complexity, we become the elephant that can't swap the fly. Oh my gosh, I can completely identify with that. I'm sure our listeners can too. The key is simplifying it. And once you do it, you, you're just, you've got a momentum to you, right? You and your team and you are just moving forward. I love it. So there is something to vulnerability around communicating top line profits or a North star where you're trying to go, especially in your industry. The next thing you mentioned, Scott was culture, right? So what would that mean in terms of becoming vulnerable as a leader? putting out a statement and eliciting, what are we saying to our team, to our company as that leader? Lindsay, what a great question, right? What is your culture, first of all? What does your culture represent? What do you stand for? Is your culture a plaque on the wall mm-hmm. or is the organization living it? So if you're living your culture, it's evolving, it's breathing, it's a tool, it's an asset, which you're always recalibrating. It's never perfect. And I think what business often gets concerned about, oh, our culture should be perfect. No, it should just be progressive. It should always be a learning culture. It should always be reviewing. I like to say, review the tape. Mm -hmm. Look at what you've done. Where did the ball go out of bounds? How do you put it back in bounds? Talk about it with each other Mm -hmm. and let each other contribute to the culture. Now the culture is alive and it's something that's cultivated and talked about. You know, when it's a plaque on the wall, Everybody calls BS on it. Oh my Nobody gosh, yes. We can't do that anymore, right? That doesn't work anymore. Right? And you just said, <laughs> oh my gosh, because you've lived that, right? Yes. We've all lived that. And the essence of a culture is that people can describe it internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very, very important. Yeah. One side question about that, Scott, here, and then I want to move into community and wrap it up today. But where do you fall on as the leader of a company, maybe a CEO, admitting that you've made a mistake because you mentioned progressive improvement, always getting better. It's a living and breathing thing. 
Where do you fall on that? And how would you admit to your company, to your team, you've made a mistake? Love that. I'll share that with you. I had a town hall meeting at Ascension and I missed to announce someone's promotion. Okay. And on that town hall, I apologized and I said, I missed putting out a notice on your promotion. That promotion is important to you. And I want the organization to know the great job you've done. So as a leader, we make mistakes because we're human beings. And when you admit them, the organization goes, wow, that's great. We can all talk about where we made a mistake and we can recalibrate. Again, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. And what you need to show in your leadership is you also a human. You're also talking about when things go out of bounds, how you're putting the ball back in bounds. The organization feels like we have this forward momentum together. Yeah. That's mission critical. Oh, it's so true. No one is perfect, right? Yeah. And that's the key. And we all make mistakes every single day and certain ones, as long as it's done in the right way, it sounds like it does make sense to share, especially when it has impacted a team in that way. Um, good stuff, Scott. What would be the third piece around community? Give me a, yeah, a concrete example. Really yeah. Community is really important, Lindsay. I think, you know, we're all working so fast. Often organizations are drinking out of a fire hose. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to pause and say, what is your cause? How are you giving back? How are you making a difference? And set up small groups to talk about that, how the organization wants to contribute, whether you're a company of five people or 500 or 10,000 people, how are you contributing? And I think you have to have intersections to do that work because we're all heads down on the day-to-day -day work, mm -hmm. but we'll stop and think about, okay, what are we doing? Are we giving back to the United Way? Are we yeah. doing something with a local community? Are we taking the time? Are we being intentional, right? Yes. What yes. about three things today? And if you're intentional around all those three things, you can galvanize a team and create a great culture, sustainable profitability, and give back to your community and be a good steward of your business. Yes, I love it because people aren't just at your organization to make a paycheck, right? Of course, that's required and that's necessary, but there's so much more that we need as human beings, right, Scott, to feel fulfilled in our lives. We spend so much time at work. So we need these three pieces. So good, Scott. Wow, I wish we could talk longer. We've got to finish up today's episode, but let me know where our listeners, tell us about your new book that just came out or is coming out very soon and sure. where our listeners might be able to find it and learn more about you. Absolutely. The book is called The Summit Mindset. It's being released on September 12th. It can be purchased on Amazon. You can also find it on summitmindsetthebook.com. We're super excited about that. It's a book that talks about organizations and individuals, right? We wanted to create a hybrid book where a CEO could read the book and an individual could read a book, that there is something there for everyone to capture. And it's a prescriptive book at the end of each chapter. It gives you different learnings. I've written the book with James Seymour, who's a New York Times bestselling author. So we're really proud of the work and we believe that organizations can grow from it and so can individuals. Oh, I love it. And remind our listeners one more time where they can go online to find that book. Absolutely. Amazon or also the summit mindset, the book.com. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Scott. This is great. It's, it's, this is giving me a chance to look at my own leadership style and see what I can pull out of this today and inspire. So not just our listeners, our team and the entire universe of who is interacting with our companies. Right. I love it. It's been Thank an honor. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks Scott for your time. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.